the big week we've got coming up in sports, and you've tuned in to Trash Talk with CJ and Rush for all the rundowns of all things sports. And Jonathan, uh, I know we got a special guest we're going to be introducing in just a few moments, but good lord, baseball offseason finally operating. Obviously, big football news coming up. It's a good week to talk sports. You're right. There's a lot of headlines, lots of news stories, hot stove with baseball, the big game coming up with football, lots of stuff going on in the NHL world, the NBA world. But first, joining us today on Trash Talk, we have our good friend, Michael Crandall, all the way from beautiful Florida, Lake Buena Vista, Orlando, Winter Gardens, Florida. Mike, thanks for joining the show. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. How you guys doing? Doing good? Oh, we're doing great, man. It's a good time. Always a good time Excellent. on Trash Talk. Excellent. My good friend Mike here, he's a big Michigan Wolverine fan. We had to bring him on. He's a huge Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, one of the biggest Bucks fans I know. Loves the Orlando Magic. So, I mean, for the big game, we had to get a Bucks guy on the show. So, we'll, we'll get to football for the end of the show, but Mike, are you excited? First time since 2002? Absolutely. I, 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 I have been waiting i've been waiting for this moment i've been i think i've been waiting for the moment more uh for us to be able to play in our home stadium than than anything else uh you know unfortunately it's during a a, a pandemic but you know what we'll 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 certainly take it but uh it is uh it's it's very exciting very very exciting and uh, looking forward to uh looking forward to sunday definitely Absolutely, but but Christian and Mike, I won't join in throughout the entire show, obviously, but we have some, so much baseball news going on. We'll start with baseball since that's a lot of the breaking news right now. I mean, we have Dustin Pedroia, longtime Boston Red Sox, retiring. Nolan Arenado going to the St. Louis Cardinals. Christian, and I heard just today, Mickey Callaway, your precious Angels pitching coach, has been suspended. What's going on, Christian? Yeah, it's it's a bad time to be a baseball fan if you are one that likes to uh, pride yourself on baseball being pretty clean when it comes to the public image. Um, obviously, the, the Mets' new GM will no longer be their GM because of the uh, because of the scandal that broke, what was that, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. And now, yeah, Mickey Calloway, the latest um, to have allegations presented against him. The Angels have suspended him, and they are going to do a full investigation. And the reason I learned that they cannot fire him is because he is denying it and is requesting an investigation. So I would say, you know, we've seen in the past these guys kind of just fold you know, he, he is denying this and is requesting a full investigation. So, you know, we, we live in a country where you are guilty or rather you are innocent until proven guilty. And so I think we are seeing that right now. I think the other baseball headlines that you, uh, kind of touched on are huge. Nolan Arenado going to St. Louis and, you know, We've had a we've had a few fans of the Colorado area sports on this show in the past. My goodness, there is absolutely no reason to ever be a Rockies fan. I've officially given up on that franchise. What do you What about you, Jonathan? Well, he was Arnado was one of the shining lights of that team. He was the star, the Gold Glover All Star, third baseman. And what's funny is that I was hoping he'd come to the Dodgers as a Dodger fan, but the more and more articles I'm reading, it sounded like he really wanted to go to the Dodgers, but the Rockies refused to do an in-division trade. 
imagine having Nolan Arenado go against the Rockies all all these games. So they purposefully sent him to St. Louis for let's see here. See, in costing cost the Rockies are sending Nolan Arenado and fifty million dollars. That's crazy. Like how much money that the Rockies are just sending to the St. Louis. Hopefully, St. Louis. I'm sure they're going to get a lot of prospects in return. The Rockies are from St. Louis, but still you could tell now the Rockies are just going to be in the rebuild mode. Yeah, they, and you, you've got to look at the $50 million. I know a number of people have made this point and uh, Michael, feel free to chime in here if you've got any insight on it, but the $50 million that the Rockies are giving the Cardinals, you got to remember that they're also not paying $150 million that they also owed him. There was $200 million on that contract left. And so they're giving 50 to not have to pay 150. I get it. But at the same time, uh, again, I don't know. I don't know how you can stick around and be a Rockies fan when, when they're trading the, the franchise name away. I mean, granted, I know he wasn't happy there, but good Lord, Bud Black deserves better. Bud Black deserves better. Jonathan. Well, you could blame the Rockies GM for that, but Mike, are you a baseball fan? What do you think? Well, you know, I grew up being uh, uh, as a as a Tigers fan, Detroit Tigers fan. So um, disappointment is kind of a thing <laughs> that we do. Um, <laughs> that's that, that's we'll always have of, the eighty four Tigers. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, we always have that, that's what we always go back to. Well, you know, we had nineteen eighty four. Uh, oddly enough, that's the year that I um, graduated high school, but we won't we won't dive much too too much into that right there. So, but what a time to be alive! Absolutely. But yeah, it's it's tough, right? It's tough to be a fan of a franchise that is in that losing world. Um, but at the same time, I'll, I'll give it to Nolan. It's probably tough to be a player. Um, of that caliber, I would I would argue probably the best third baseman in all of baseball right now. And granted, I know MLB Network gave that accolade to the Angels' Anthony Rendon, but I I'm sorry, I still think Arenado is the number one third baseman in all of baseball. Um, I think you might see a little bit of NL West issue now. Uh, Justin Turner might find himself in Colorado, the poor guy. But hey, at least he can hit bombs as far as he can. There's no way. Just now, Justin Turner has all the leverage. I know he wanted a multi-year extension with the Dodgers, and I think the Dodgers are trying to make a move for an Arenado. But now that Arenado is gone and off the table, I think that puts all the leverage power in Justin Turner's hands. I know the Dodgers wanted to give, I think, a two-year extension. I think he wanted a three- or four-year. I believe Justin Turner's 36, 37 years old. The dude should not be asking for a four-year extension or three-year extension. Like, hopefully they can compromise on a three-year or two year. Hopefully he stays with the Dodgers. He's a Southern California kid. He's a Cal state Fullerton Titan from my alma mater on the 2000 national championship team. Hopefully JT retires a Dodger. That's what I'm hoping. But we talked about Mickey Callaway. You, you were talking about Mickey Callaway. You and I on previous shows were talking about Trevor Bauer linked possibly to the angels. And I was reading a story how him, Mickey Callaway and Trevor Bauer had a falling out, I believe in Cleveland. And now that if Mickey Callaway gets fired or gets suspended or removed, Maybe that opens a door for Trevor Bauer to come to the Angels, Christian. 
Yeah, it could be. I hope that's not the reasoning why it ends up happening. Um, you know, and again, I hope I hope Callaway's innocent in all of this, right? I hope it's just allegations, and I I think that's all we we can ever hope for when it comes to this kind of stuff. You hope that wrong was not done, but and then again, if that if the wrong wasn't done, then there's another wrong in in false accusations. But I I, I hope that I hope that he's not holding out for something like that to happen. So I will. Um, I will pass on that topic. And uh, you, you mentioned Pedroia, Pedroia retiring after uh, being the most hated player as an Angels fan in baseball, I think, um, because we hated the Red Sox for all the trash they would do to us. Um, but congrats to him on a great career. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't know what else to say about baseball. I am excited uh, that the MLB Players Association rejected MLB's uh, offer of 154 games and to delay the season. The Players Association is worried about player injuries. They want things to get back to a normal schedule so these players can be normal. And even for you, Michael, as a Detroit fan, it's going to be nice to have baseball going again. Absolutely. Uh, Comerica Park is uh, is a uh, probably I mean one of my favorite one of my favorite stadiums, baseball stadiums. Uh, it's I mean it's a uh, right there right 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 across from Ford Field uh, in uh, in downtown Detroit. It just it's a uh, it's a pretty electric place, you know. When when they're winning, when things are going well, it could be a great it could be a great place to watch a ball game. Things aren't going so well. That's a different story, but you guys all, you, you know, what that's all about. Well, don't you worry. We're going to talk about that team that plays in Ford field in just a little while. Right, <laughs> oh <laughs> yes. We, we will note that. I, I'll tell you, I'm just thinking about my memories of Comerica. I've never been able to go to the ballpark, but I, I think some of my memories go back to that. What was it? 2006 when Maglio Ordonez was hitting home runs in the playoffs and stuff like that. Like that, I, I just, I remember Comerica being the, the party house of baseball. And now I turn on the TV to watch the angels play there and I mean, it seems like there's been a pandemic for the last five years there because there's nobody in the stands. So, and I know that as an Angels fan, that's kind of the way it works when your team's not doing good. So, you know, it, it is a, it, it, it's tough, but it's always good to see those stadiums back. And I, I will go on to say, I think, and you know, you're, you're in the Florida area now, granted you're a bit far away from, um, from Miami, but I venture to say that even the Miami Marlins might be able to pack their stadium the first day that fans are allowed to go back in full. Um, I think the world needs sports and I think sports fans, I don't even care if my team's doing terrible. I can't wait to go back and watch a game. Yeah, I agree. I think you will see uh, pretty much any ballpark, any stadium, uh, any arena uh, packed to the gills. Once we're able to go back uh, with, with you know with few restrictions and enjoy live sports again yeah it's something that's definitely um you know been missing one of the biggest things that i've been missing uh during all this and we we are all looking forward to that day where we can go back to the ballpark and yeah i mean a little bit closer to you uh michael in florida the rays obviously coming off that world series champion ship run um they didn't quite finish it off meanwhile the stanley cup currently resides in tampa bay uh so obviously exciting times around there as uh we we 
kind of touch on the only hockey I need to touch on. Uh, the Ducks are awful, and we can continue. Um, Jonathan, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> well, hang on. We got, we got more about baseball, and I'd like to get more of Mike's opinion before we transition over to hockey. Uh, back to the hot stove, you had Marcus Simeon agree to a one-year $18 million deal with the Blue Jays. It looks like the Blue Jays are going all in with George Springer and Marcus Simeon. They're going to have quite a team there. Uh, Christian, any thoughts on the Blue Jays? That's not even news. They're going to finish last in the East. All right, well, well, here, one of the big stories, you both can chime in here. We got the Hall of Fame. Nobody's being elected into the 2021 class of the Baseball Hall of Fame. That's big. It's the first time that's happened apparently since 1960. 2013. <laughs> it's a, so the, the, the big difference on that. And so there is debate on this. So the, this is the first time that no one's going to the hall of fame because the veterans committee is not allowed to meet because of coronavirus restrictions. So, uh, in 2013, no one got voted in, but the veterans committee threw a couple in, but yes, this is the first time since 1960 that there will not be anything of the sort of anyone being inducted. That being said, induction ceremonies will commence in July and or whenever they reschedule them, thanks to the coronavirus, um, for last year's nominees, including the great Derek Jeter. And so, Mike, what I want to get to you guys is that apparently next year will be the final year that San Francisco Giants outfielder Barry Bonds will be Hall of Fame ballot eligible. Do you think next year Barry Bonds gets it? Go ahead, Mike and Christian. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, um, yeah, I think he does. I, I think he does. I don't have a uh, uh, airtight uh, uh, argument for it, but I, I, I think that I think Barry Bonds does get into the Hall of Fame next year. You know, there there is a right, um, right now, January or February, whatever the day yeah. is that I say he's getting in the Hall of Fame. You know, you know, there is a lot of, um, there's a lot of controversy on that ballot next year. Um, I, I think the big one, the fact that Kurt Schilling didn't get in this year, um, it, he, I'm sorry, Kurt Schilling, Kurt Schilling deserves to be in the hall of fame. Um, and the only reason he has not been elected is the stuff since he retired that he's posted on Twitter and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Well, of course, he came out right after that announcement and said, don't even put me on the ballot next year. This is ridiculous. The Hall of Fame committee is going to be reviewing that to see if they're even allowed to take him off the ballot. But let's let's play imaginary here and say that he's still on the ballot. You have him, Barry Bonds, and Roger Clemens in their final year on the ballot. Next year is year 10 for all three of those. Mr. Uh, Mr. Schilling missed the vote by 16 votes. He got four more than he did last year. So he's at 16 votes away from that 75%. Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds are 53 and 54 votes away. I don't see that being accomplished. I don't, I don't think there are 50 people that didn't vote for them last year, or I guess this year that won't vote for them next year. Um, I don't believe that steroids belong in the hall. Uh, adding to the, controversy of the uh, Hall of Fame ballot next year. Both David Ortiz and Alex Rodriguez find themselves on the ballots next year. Ortiz 
could be an interesting one because he was linked in that Mitchell report, but at the same time, he's kind of been a hero to the city of Boston with the Boston bombing and everything that went down. He really became a representative for that city. Uh, of course, he was injured in the uh, in the apparent attack on him down in the Dominican Republic. The Red Sox flew him to Boston so he could get the treatment from uh, uh, you know the professional medical world it's going to be an interesting ballot next year in general um but i would say that we will see the first in a long time of two years in a row that no one gets elected i think i've said this before there should be a steroid wing in the hall of fame because it was a and i know it sounds like childish and kind of weird but there should be their own wing that way they get in and what's funny is that my good friend, Mike Mayer, who's a friend of the show, actually commented on one of my Facebook posts, and he said I could share this on the show. He said, pretty much, it's a contentious It's contentious to select because cheaters are not supposed to be rewarded, especially into a Hall of Fame. Now, this depends on how you look at the Hall of Fame, as it is only for the best players, or is it, for, or is it more of a historical museum for baseball's past? So I guess you could look at it, those two cents, which I thought, that's very interesting. Is it more of a museum? Is it more honoring the best players of the game, which I think it's both? If the former, then basically if they cheated the game and should not be allowed in the Hall of Fame, if the latter, then it is an era of MLB that should be studied and preserved just as much like any other baseball time in history, such as the Negro Leagues and the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League, like a league of their own. They all should have a place in the Hall of Fame. I feel that they should be allowed into the Hall of Fame because it is an era of MLB that must not be forgotten or silenced. It happened and the MLB allowed it to happen. Ratings were through the roof. And it happened because there was renewed interest in the sport of baseball because of it. And that's why these people should be in the Hall of Fame. Gentlemen, what do you think? I will respectfully disagree. There are only 174 people in the Hall of Fame. You can't call it a baseball museum if they've only honored 174 of the thousands that have played the game since 1871. And you add a couple more thousand, thanks to the Negro Leagues officially being officially part of Major League Baseball. It is not a baseball museum. There is a museum element to the building, but the Hall of Fame itself is for the best of players, and there are three things that the voters are supposed to be brought in to or that are supposed to think about when it comes to voting. It is their play on the field, but it is also their integrity and their public persona, their public image. Those three things, if you take those three things into account, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens do not belong on that list. Alex Rodriguez, maybe because he admitted to it, he's he's coming fessed up. I still don't think they belong on the list. So I will I will respectfully disagree with your with your buddy Jonathan, but I think I think that the Hall of Fame is reserved the actual Hall of Fame, like the list of players inducted, is reserved for the best that did it the right way. There's a reason Pete Rose isn't there either. You, your your integrity does matter and breaking baseball rules, which and our buddy Eric Pesolano will happily argue. There was no rule against taking steroids at the time. So did they really break the rules? It's all about integrity, and I think the integrity of the Hall matters. Well, then I think, well, my hot take, I think Ortiz and A-Rod both get in. For sure, 100% Ortiz, I think it's in. I don't think, no question, maybe first ballot, probably. I'm pretty sure A-Rod will get in. Not sure first ballot, but I'm pretty sure A-Rod will get in just because, like you just mentioned, he did fess up to it. But I think there should be a wing of the Hall of Fame of like, hey, kind of troublemakers. You got Pete Rose, Barry Bonds, Kurt Schilling, 
Roger Clemens. You should put them in the hall, but I'm giving the asterisk. Give them like, okay, well, this is the, yeah, you could have been a great Hall of Famer, but you're like honorable mention. Mike, what do you think about it? That That's what Reddit is for. <laughs> I'm really kicking myself for not buying GameStop. That, 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 <laughs> that's what Reddit is for because I, I, I as Christian said, it, uh, you know, the game is not only a game of, of sport, but it is a game of integrity. And uh, uh, those things just don't belong in the Hall of Fame. Uh, those, if, if you've been associated with anything like that, you don't belong in the Hall of Fame, period. And if you want to have, like I said, if you want to mention guys like Pete Rowe, I mean, they're all great players, all great players, but put it on, you know, put it on Reddit, put it on, you know, somewhere else, but they don't belong in the Hall of Fame because like Christian, it's, it's not a museum. It's not a think, museum. It's a Hall of Fame. I think the important part to note also is that there are things in that Hall of Fame from all of those people. Barry Bonds' name is listed on the home run record in that building. He is just not inducted into the Hall. So there is, again, that museum aspect. There is stuff from Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame, but he is not a Hall of Famer. And that's the distinction that I think needs to be laid out. They, they have their place in baseball history, yes, but the hall itself is a sacred thing, and that needs to be kept with that integrity in mind. Boom. End rant. You know, you've, you, know my, you know my opinion. Well done, boys. So, <laughs> should we transition now to hockey? Or no, you want there's, to finish nothing, up on hockey? there's nothing to talk about hockey. They're so bad. They are so bad. Um, I will actually, you know what? We'll give this. Um, the Dallas Stars finally got to play a game um, that hadn't happened recently, and the Boston Bruins finally scored in regulation um, at even strength. So good for them too. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks have the best goalie in hockey, and they are one of the worst teams in hockey. And so it's tough watching John Gibson lose games. He had a shutout streak of I think a hundred and. 40 minutes and the reason the streak ended was because of an own goal like it is it is tough to watch bad hockey um and unfortunately the ducks are kind of marred in it right now um but they'll be playing the kings this week so we get to watch two really bad teams play each other which is always fun i'm excited for the new mighty duck series on disney plus that's coming with emilio estevez wow you completely made this not about sports all of a sudden congratulations we are now a hollywood about sports. we are now a hollywood reporter <laughs> show folks holy smokes um yes emilo estevez is still one of the greatest coaches in the history of the ducks let's move on all right now we let's go on the nba clippers are now atop the western conference over the lakers only for a hot minute but i'm excited to see what the lakers do mike how are those orlando magic doing what day is it? Let's see. It's today's Tuesday. Uh, no, they're um. They had the they they you know they had a great start to the season. Really great start to the season. I think they started out at six and I don't. They're eight and thirteen right now. You know, they started out. I think they started out like six and zero. Oh. Um, they just I don't know. They just can't seem to 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 to, to gel right now. They got the uh, Raptors. Uh, tonight, uh, here in um, in uh, Orlando, 
the, the, Tampa Bay Bays, the Tampa Bay Raptors right now since they're not allowed to play in Toronto. What's that? The Raptors, they're playing in Tampa Bay right now, aren't they? Because they're not allowed to travel to and from Canada. Correct. Correct. Yeah, so I, you know, the, the, Magic, there. the Magic right now are, um, you know, they're kind of they're kind of off my radar. That's probably fair. because of that is probably because of Sunday's big game coming up. <laughs> that's that's fair. I would I can't blame imagine everything on, we'll I can't everything on that. <laughs> I can't imagine why why the why the magic would be on your mind at all right now at this point. Um, meanwhile, Jonathan, I cannot believe you didn't lead the basketball story with Karen in Atlanta last night, completely making a mess out of herself uh, with LeBron on the sidelines. Um, these people got ejected from the game. What a crazy story that was. You know, there's there's such good things to have fans back in stadiums, but Jonathan, this was not one of those bright spots. Granted, I know that's only like 15 people. I think only like five NBA teams are allowing fans just to sit courtside 10 feet away from all the players, but hopefully we could start seeing a trickling back of some fans back into some M NBA arenas wearing masks, social distancing, like make them get the a temperature screen and everything. I just cannot wait to get slowly but surely get fans slowly back to the arenas. Yeah, it'll be great for every single state besides California. Anyway, um, we'll never we'll never get to go to see sports again. Anyway, um, you never know. But hey, at least we at least we can go to go to restaurants, but we can't watch TV on the patios. What a joke. Anyway, moving on. We're not a political show either. We're not a Hollywood show, and we're not a political show. What am I doing, Jonathan? But um, yeah, you mentioned the Clippers doing well right now. Um, question for you, as the big Lakers fan that you are. Are you worried about the Clippers at this point? Because the Lakers have really been that that big, we we have the West kind of thing. Are you worried about the Clippers in any way? Just like last year, I think the Clippers are a good team. I think with all the changes they've made in the Tyron Lue is now the head coach, I think the Clippers will be good. I still think we're going to have the Lakers-Clippers-Western Conference Finals, but I still think as long as LeBron and AD stay healthy, the West runs through LA. And I'm not talking about the Clippers. I'm talking about the Lakers. I was going to say, saying that the West runs through but LA the East, means nothing. <laughs> but I think the Brooklyn Nets, if they can figure it out, they're going to take the East. They have James Harden out. Granted, they just lost the other night to a really bad Washington Wizards team. I don't know why the Wizards are bad. They have Russell Westbrook and they have Bradley Beal. I don't know why they're so bad. They only have like four wins, but they beat the New Jersey, or excuse me, the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets apparently have like the best scoring percentage in the in, in the NBA, but they also have the worst defense percentage. So they could score point. They give up 150 points a game. So I'll take those odds against the Lakers. I'm still saying Lakers, Nets, NBA Finals. Lakers winning it. No, I think the I, I think that. the Magic are going to get there, aren't they, Michael? <laughs> so I was just going to say, I think the the the, the road to the the road in the East comes through uh, comes through Amway Center. <laughs> That's right. I like the magic. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, I can't say his name, Vujovic. He's like one of the best centers in the game. It's too bad that Jonathan Isaac got hurt. Aaron Gordon's hit or miss. He's just so injury prone. He's just a great player. I think the magic has some good pieces, but I always had a little soft spot for the magic. I love central Florida there. So we'll yeah, see if the magic they, can do something. They, they do have some great pieces and it's just getting them all to gel together at the, at the right time. Cause like I said, you know, they're, they're eight. They're eight and thirteen right now. They had a great start to the season, but uh, since then they've kind of 
fallen off a bit. Yeah, but as as always, it's always fun to watch sports regardless, even if your team Absolutely. is not doing as great as they should. But, but Mike, if the season did end today, the Magic could only be two games out of a playoff spot right now. Mm-hmm. Actually, only one game, excuse me. They're, they're two games behind the Hornets, so don't give up. The Magic can make be a bubble team. You never know. It could happen. It could happen. Will, and also, I will remember that. The other night, the Denver Nuggets just knocked off the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz had an 11-game winning streak in the Western Conference, and so the the, Grizz, or the the Nuggets knocking off the Jazz helps the Lakers out. Right now, the Lakers are one game back of the Clippers. I think the Lakers will still take it. They have one of the best road records. I think they're 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. Lakers are going to figure it out. Like I said, as long as LeBron and AD stay healthy, it's going to be another Laker banner year I, for a championship. I think so. I think we I, should move on to – Go I ahead, think, go ahead, Christian. I think the Lakers win, but I, I, I don't know. I, it's, I was just curious to see if you were worried at all, but it sounds like you are still quite confident. But uh, you said we should start transitioning, and boy, I thought we were all going to be all excited to just talk about the big game. It's going to be a great week for football. And then the Rams and the Lions pull off <laughs> the craziest trade. By the way, Jonathan, did you know this is the first time ever that two first-round picks have been traded for each other in the NFL. That's crazy. But the the thing is, I've been texting so many people about this, and I've gotten many Twitter arguments already about it. I've gotten text fights. I don't hate the trade. I'm a Rams fan, just like you are. I've been bracing ever since they moved back to L.A. I would have loved just a guff for Stafford trade, like straight up. I would have been, oh, cool, that's a cool trade. I don't like the fact that the Rams are, are... betting higher future on Matt Stafford, giving up so many draft picks just to get one player. It's one thing if they got some draft picks in return, but the fact that Christian and Mike, the LA Rams now do not have a first round draft pick until 2024. Jared Goff was their last number one pick. We got drafted overall, was it 2015, I believe? 2016, but I can't believe it that I can't, I just, ugh. The fact that so many draft picks is what did the Rams give up? Two two ones and a three and a third rounder for Stafford? Like Stafford's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. That's what my problem is here. He's good. He's not great. Like it's one thing if we got like an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady. Granted, they are at the twilight of their careers, but they're Super Bowl champion, future Hall of Famers. Matt Stafford might be a future Hall of Famer if he does something good with the Rams. He's 32 years old, kind of in the twilight of his career. He's been injured a little bit. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, here's- when did Sonny we- when did Sonny Weaver become the GM of uh, St. Louis? <laughs> LA, Mike, LA. <laughs> we took I'm a sorry, team LA. back to St. Louis. I'm sorry, LA. I'm sorry. <laughs> here's here's my sorry. at least here's my thought on this, right? It first off, it came out um news broke, I believe it was Sunday night, um, that the Rams tried to go after Rodgers and the Packers weren't going to hear any of it. So interesting note, but I guess my biggest issue with this, and it goes along your lines, Jonathan, Stafford told the Lions he wanted to trade. So the Rams really had that in their back pocket, right? Because clearly he didn't want to play there, and he was going to mail in the season if he did. I think they gave up way too much for him. I, I think that Goff... 
I think that Goff is going to do what most people do and die in Detroit uh, when it comes to their football career because they, um, the Lions are, well, the Lions. There's a reason Michael's not a Lions fan. He's a Buccaneers fan because, you know, the Lions are just dreadful. But um, but the it's an interesting move for the Lions, but this was really a future move for the Lions, not really worried about the present. But like you said, the... What? Gosh, I didn't even know we had first round picks to trade away. Like, I feel like we've traded them all away in the past. It's it's ridiculous what the Rams gave up in this deal. But what's funny is that the Lions make out like bandits, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Not only do they get Jared Goff, who's a decent, good quarterback. Yeah, he has his moments where he's not that great. He took the Rams to the Super Bowl a few years ago, kind of behind a good running game on a defense. But he's not a bad quarterback. He's okay. And he was hurt in the playoffs this year. The Lions now get a quarterback who's pretty decent in the prime of his career, Jared Goff, and they get all these draft picks with a young, talented core like TJ Hawkinson and Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. They got some dudes there in Detroit because now, like, don't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Detroit Lions as a wild card playoff team next year if they can stay healthy and get a good, cohesive group there. Yeah, eh, I don't know if they're going to be. I don't know if they're immediately in the playoffs next year, but I do think I do think they've set themselves up to be better. Where I don't think the Rams necessarily did that long term. I think if you put Stafford and Goff next to each other, I see it almost as a wash. I think Stafford's great, but I also think Goff has great potential, especially like you said. He was in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. He was injured this year. That might not have been, or that might have been one of the reasons why the Rams didn't get as far in the playoffs as they could have. It, I don't know. I don't know if this is as great a move for the Rams as it was kind of celebrated, um, or if it's more the that same thought of boy, they gave up way too much for a what is now a win now scenario. This is not a win five years from now. They need a Super Bowl in the next two years. Otherwise, th- this franchise has to blow everything up. Absolutely. And I think Les Snead, who's done a pretty good job up until this deal with the, with the Rams GM, he's done a really good job making that team with Aaron Donald. I was bummed they got rid of Todd Gurley, but he wanted a lot of money, he was, and he was injury-prone, so I thought it was smart to let him go. They've made good picks like Robert Woods and getting Cooper Cup and making the offensive line better. But now, like you just said, they're putting all their chips in the middle of the table. All right, you have Matt Stafford. You, I give Leslie two years. If they don't at least make a Super Bowl with Matt Stafford, this was a really, really bad trade, and I think Leslie need, needs to go. Granted, I'm, a, I'm just an armchair GM, but like you just mentioned, Matt Stafford wanted to get out of there. It's not like he was this highly coveted quarterback that all these teams were fine. Now, the whole Deshaun Watson situation, if the Rams would have went and got Deshaun Watson, then we're talking like, okay, I would have given up two ones in Goff for Deshaun Watson. Because the dude can play. He's an athlete. He's like a Lamar Jackson type. And he's young. Stafford, but like I was saying, if the Rams went and got a Deshaun Watson, that would have been a game changer. But Matt Stafford, like I said, he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. Les Need is putting all of his chips on the table here. And I don't want anyone to get fired. But if the Rams don't make a Super Bowl in two years, then this was a really, really bad trade. And Les Need needs to go. Because you just auctioned off your entire future for Matt Stafford. And I got into an argument with somebody. Well, yeah, draft picks sometimes work out. Sometimes they don't. I'm like, yeah, I get it. If you're draft, if you're getting rid of low round draft picks, but two first rounders, that could be another offensive lineman. You put in there. That could be another linebacker. That is a difference maker for you. Like, so I like Matt Stafford. I think he's a good 
quarterback. Not a great quarterback. We will see. As a Rams fan, I'm cautiously optimistic. Mike, yeah. what do you think? I was going to say, what does Mike think? <laughs> so, going to the to the to the line. So this was the G, this was the new GM's first uh, kind of big uh, big trade. His big his first big trade at Brad Holmes. Um, so, I mean, what do you think? Do you, you know, does that has this got him already? I mean, his his his, his first season is he already going to be on the? I don't want to say the hot seat, but they're, are they going to be looking at this trade, you know, uh, uh, in another season going, you know, what did this guy do? Or Oh, dude, you can put him in – you can put him in the Hall of Fame already. This yeah. was a steal. He, he is a Hall of Famer when it comes to being a GM. This was an absolute highway robbery. 100%. The Lions got the better end of the deal. Not only do they got Jared Goff, who's a good quarterback, like I said, but they get three draft picks. They get two first-rounders and a third-rounder. So even if Jared Goff doesn't pan out, you can draft the next backup to him. The Lions GM gets a gold star, in my opinion. He gets to keep his job for two years after this trade, in my opinion. Not 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 bad for your first, uh, for your first day on the job. Seriously. Kudos to the Lions. I, I just – I'm – I am I'm dumbfounded by it. I honestly can't believe it. Now, Jonathan, there are a lot of different football topics to talk about, but uh, one I am excited for, um, and I know you're excited for because I know you liked it when I shared it on the social media world. Um, college football is one of the greatest things. We're, we're going to dip out of the professional for two seconds and talk about the fact that college football, we get to play video games with college football again. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm so excited that college sports, I don't know if it's going to be NCAA college football or NCAA football, but I'm just so stoked to have a college football video game again. I loved playing it as a kid. I'm super excited. Mike, you seem pretty excited about that too. Well, it is, it's one of my favorite games. I mean, one of my all-time favorite games next to Madden. But the great thing about it is that's, uh, that's uh, right here, uh, uh, EA Sports um, right here in um, uh, Orlando, and mm-hmm. they make that game, and it's gonna, you know, it's gonna bring great jobs too. It's gonna bring about 150 or so uh, jobs to the area. But yeah, I saw that today, and uh, I was uh, very excited about that. Who was a uh, uh, little trivia for you guys? Who was the last player on the cover? Uh, oh, the, uh, it was Michigan, wasn't it? Oh, I don't remember yeah, his name. Who was it? Player. Denard Robinson. I was going to say, I think it started with a D. That's all I remembered. Two laces, <laughs> yep. I was going to be like, it's a Michigan yep. guy if Mike's asking. Yep. yep. But yeah, I am excited about that. But, it, uh, I'll be getting that the minute it comes out. Yeah, it's, it's Which just, I won't be until next year, but that's okay. I, I understand why they had to discontinue the game um, because of the, the, the players not being thrilled about, you know, the NCAA profiting off of their name or their likeness. Um, I remember I was playing, um, I was playing uh, as USC um, because growing up in Southern California, you only played as two different teams. It was either USC or UCLA and red was my favorite color. That's literally the only reason why I like USC. Don't hate me on Twitter folks, but um, the USC was also a way better football team. (laughs) See, I couldn't have told you that. I just remember watching them lose to Vince young and the longhorns at one point, but anyway, not important. Um, The, the thing I remember is not seeing players names and I didn't understand why until I, you know, 
figured it out and going, okay, this makes sense why these players would be miffed about this. Well, now things have gotten figured out to the point where we can play NCAA football on your console of choice because we don't have any sponsorships, so I'm not giving them any money that they need. But uh, this is pretty exciting. But just like you said, I remember playing the game I used to play as USC because I was a USC. I'm an LA kid. So I enjoyed watching the USC Trojans. So we had number 11 at quarterback, number five at running back. Yep. They didn't have names. And I'm also a Florida Gator now. So I was a huge Gators fan. And in 2008, I loved being a team at quarterback, throwing to that awful tight end number 81 in the Florida Gators National Championship in 2008. So I hope, I wonder now with how players can now get money now. I wonder if they'll get a trickling down effect from money from the game, if they're going to use their likeness in their names. But I guess we'll see, right? <laughs> By the way, um, before we get um, any further off of this topic, uh, this is called Trash Talk. Uh, I saw a thing this week um, from that Florida team that won the championship in 2008. There were, what, 152 people on that team, and 44, of them, the same 40, 44 of them have been arrested. Like, that's got to be a record. <laughs> like, that is that – is, Thanks, that Urban Meyer. Ridiculous. That's all I'm going to say. Urban <laughs> Meyer, new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I even have Tim Tebow's book here in my dad's office behind me. I got him assigned. My dad loved Tim Tebow. So Tim Tebow wasn't the one who got arrested. But think of all the NFL players who are still playing that were on that 2008 Florida Gator team. Joe Hayden, Brandon Spikes, the Pouncey Twins. Offensive line. Tim Tebow would still be in the NFL, in my opinion. But he's not because no one wanted to give him an honest chance. But, yeah, there were some awful killers and murderers and stuff on that, that team but there are also a lot of good people too mike what do you think you live in florida how about them gators oh yeah how about them gators he's not even listening yeah but anyway speaking of florida the big game this week i'm super excited bucks and chiefs i mean there's so many i can't believe that tom brady you know tom brady is this is only the second time in history that there has been a quarterback who has started for an AFC and an NFC team in the Super Bowl. The last guy to do it was Craig Morton of the Dallas place back in the olden days. You guys don't care. <laughs> that was a cool fun fact there, Rush. <laughs> I think it's a good fact. I mean, the fact that Tom Brady's going to be playing in his 10th Super Bowl. He's been in the league 21 years, 21 of the, one of those years. 10 of those, he's going to the Super Bowl. I think that's incredible. It is. It, it is. And um, and I know we've talked about it in the past on this show. I think Belichick had a hand in the success, but it clearly wasn't Belichick that got things running. I mean, and, and Mike, you saw it at the beginning of the year. This was questionable, right? Remember that game where you guys had like 21 penalties or something like that? It was outrageous. And Brady barked at the sideline. He was pissed. And then the next week, zero. No penalties. He righted the ship. And I don't like him because he's Tom Brady, but he is, in my opinion at least, probably the greatest quarterback that's ever played the game. I, I will not disagree with you uh, on that. Not bad for a 199th pick from uh, University of Michigan. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I had to throw that in. I had to throw that in. But. We need to get you a Michigan Brady jersey. 
What's that? We have to get you a Michigan Brady jersey. I have uh, I have a Michigan jersey, but it's personalized with my last name on it. And whenever I wear it, people are like, who who was that? Who we never heard of that player. I'm like, never heard of that guy? Huh. Big guy on campus. <laughs> I'm just so excited, like for the Buck. Hopefully the Bucks win it. I know this a lot of Tom Brady haters that are rooting against Buck. I've always been a closeted Tampa Buccaneer fan. I'm a Rams and 49ers fan, but I always enjoyed watching the, the Buccaneers. My wife's a Packer fan. I love the 2002-2001 team with Warren Sapp, Derrick Brooks, Rondé Barber, Mike Allstott. That was one of the coolest teams I remember watching. So I hope the Bucs take it. What do you guys think? Well, I'll let Michael answer this. I think I think he deserves to get a conversation in on this. <laughs> you know, I, I, I will... I will tell you, right, this is this is the matchup that the NFL wanted, obviously. I mean, this is what they wanted. The 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 goat against the kid, basically. Um, but you know, when uh God, I just I, I wish I was I wish I was gonna be there. I mean, I just I can't tell you how as a as a Bucks fan, as a Tom Brady fan. Uh, how fantastic uh, this is and just watching them all season and just watching what he has done um, to this, to this Bucks team, how he's rejuvenated, uh, you know, uh, this, this franchise uh, is nothing, nothing short of amazing. Uh, you know, I was, you know, you know, back when uh, John Gruden uh, was coach and I was always a big Gruden fan and, and Jonathan knows I have, you know, my, my great John Gruden story. <laughs> I want to listen, all 20 of our listeners and Christian, please share that story for us. So um, this is uh, during, um, oh gosh, Super Bowl was in, um, was in Jacksonville. And I had gone up for the weekend uh, to um, do the NFL experience. And, uh, you know, do all the different, uh, watch the exhibits and, and all that. And so they had, um, they had a, a coach's, coach's corner uh, and featured coach was John Gruden. And I was stoked. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm finally going to, you know, get to meet this guy, get a picture with him, shake his hand or whatever. So um, I got uh, before the before his talk, there was uh, a like a referee class. And they're basically just showing how, you know, they um, – you know, work the instant replay and all the things that referees go through during the game. So I sat through that hour presentation and then sat another hour waiting for John Gruden to come out. And I was in the very front row and I sat there and I'm just, I'm just salivating. Cause I'm like, this, I love this guy. And um, <laughs> so at the very end, they're like, okay, well, we're going to do pictures and autographs. So we're going to line up right here. And I had a bright yellow Michigan, windbreaker on and the security guard grabbed me he said we're gonna line up behind this guy right here since i had the brightest jacket on like obviously everybody could see me so people start lining up well then all of a sudden people just start shoving pushing and shoving mostly the kid mostly people are shoving their kids up front and i'm just like getting further and further and further away and it's like he's just getting smaller and smaller i'm like coach coach and so you never got to see never him. Got to, never got to see, never got to see him. But next, you know, he was gone. And I mean, I was right there in the front. But I let kids push me out of the way. What can you do? I, it was 
you know, I didn't really wasn't into backhanding kids at that time, but I'm still not. You should have pulled the George Costanza and pushed him out of the way. But yeah, that was my, uh, and then about a year later, I was at a, a local um, arena football game. It was one of these, wasn't even like arena football. It was uh, one of these little farm team things that lasted a, a hot minute. And uh, his brother was, uh, his brother was down on the sidelines and a friend of mine um, was one of the, the company he worked for was one of the sponsors and he's like, you want to go down there and meet him? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I went down there and got my picture with him. I said, hey, your brother blew me off at the Super Bowl uh, a year ago, but would you mind taking a, a photo with me? And he was really cool. So props to I Jay. Remember Jay Gru- wasn't Jay Gruden, his brother, a quarterback in the Arena Football League? And I think he was the head coach of the Orlando Predators back when yeah, they were a yeah. team, right? Yep. Yeah, he was. But this oh, was, I- um, yeah, this was some little, you know, one of those – experimental football leagues it was the osceola cowboys or the kissimmee cowboys or something like that and they they played in the rodeo arena in kissimmee uh but it was football it was fun that's that's why we went that's why we that's why we had it like i said lasted a hot minute but but like but like i like what mike was saying though how i think the nfl definitely did want this bucks team who hasn't been in there in a while with Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Now you have Patrick Mahomes. You have the the greatest of all time to the greatest up and coming of all time, the kid versus the goat. I mean, I don't think the ratings would have been that great if it was Packers and Bills in the Super Bowl, even though I think that would have been a good game. But now we have Brady, Mahomes, Chiefs, Bucks. I think it's going to be a great game. I don't know if you guys heard. Um, we have Sarah Thomas, that one female official. She's making history. She's going to be the first woman to serve as a Super Bowl official. I think she's going to be the line judge. I think that's super cool. How how awesome for a, a female ref to be in the Super Bowl. That's going to be awesome. I know the Chiefs have a few COVID outbreaks going on in their team right now. I think uh, their center, Daniel Kilgore, who's a former 49er, is on a COVID, COVID list right now, so hopefully they get healthy. I'd like to see both teams at 100%. I believe Antonio Brown was is questionable with something, and Le'Veon Bell might be – I've heard he might be sitting out the Super Bowl. So here you have these two st- former Steeler greats, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, in the same game playing each other. And sadly, I don't think we're going to see Le'Veon Bell. But hopefully he does get healthy and is able to play. What do you guys think? I actually have some breaking news coming from Tampa right now. Just got it. Uh, NFL sources have said that the Cannons will not fire at Raymond James Stadium on oh. Sunday. Only when the team is introduced. So that's the only time. So they can't score, shoot the cannons when the when they score. Sorry, we have more to come, but yeah, breaking on uh, on the ESPN uh, the ESPN app here. I love the radio broadcaster for the Buccaneers. I forgot what his name is, but he's been their broadcaster for like what twenty fifteen. Gene Deckerhoff. That's a touchdown, Tampa Bay. Fire the cannons. That's pretty good. That's that's pretty impressive. Oh, I love that guy. I love hearing sound bites from him. I think that first off, um, that's ridiculous um, that they're not going to let them shoot it off during the game. Um, but they won't have much reason to shoot it off during the game because in here it comes, the chiefs are going to dominate this football game and it is going to, I'm sorry, Mike. I, it's nothing against you. I like you. I like Tampa Bay. It's a fun city. It's better than St. Petersburg. That's for sure. Rays get a new stadium, but um, 
I I just I think I think this little Chiefs dynasty is going to turn into a big deal. Um, and I I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against the Chiefs next year either. Um, and I think I think the Chiefs are going to win this. But if the Buccaneers score, which I think they will, um, they should be allowed to shoot the cannons. You're not going to get COVID from the cannons firing off. I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. It's finally in a home. Unless they're firing human spit out of the cannon. Yeah, I'm sorry. Unless you, you're finally in a home stadium and you don't even let them celebrate with the antics they have. I, I got a problem with that. And that's one I of my. I hope an employee sneaks onto the ship and just starts firing if they win or something. That'd, that'd be awesome. I hope they start firing it during gameplay. Are you kidding me? Like, I want to see them just kind of give the uh, the old single finger salute to the. Um, to the NFL in that way. So anyway, um, by the way, huge Tampa Bay news that just came out. And by huge, I mean, it's minuscule, but we are a sports show. So we report the sports news. Um, Former Tampa Bay Ray, Chris Archer, who of course went to Pittsburgh um, and had his career fall off the face of a cliff, um, is returning to Tampa Bay to play for the Rays. So multiple reasons, I guess, to celebrate. There's a little bit of a homecoming in Tampa Bay. But that, again, not well, really. The Rays got rid of all their pitchers. Blake Snell's now a Padre. Yeah, exactly. That's why you start building from the shambles of baseball. That's what the Angels have been doing for the last 20 years. It's great. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but quick but question to Mike before football. we move on. Mike, you've been to Raymond James Stadium, I'm assuming, correct? Yes, I have. have can fans sit? on the pirate ship because i've always wanted to go to a game there and i want to sit on the ship is that a thing uh yeah it is a thing but i think it's a thing where it's uh you know it's who you know oh no well it's you, you better know, get a job or, in, in my you know how big your pocketbook is we'll leave, we'll leave it at that oh well, there we go yeah. all right well so we have but christian you have you you have the chiefs winning big christian we need a score prediction Oh, we're doing that old-fashioned thing. I am going to say, first off, I there's there's odds that Mahomes only throws two touchdowns, and that's the over-under is two and a half. Find me wherever that book is. I want to burst through those doors and put every single dime I have down on the over. Um, but the um, I think it's going to be an interesting game. I think it will end 35 to oh man i'm going 35 24 not a super blowout but i think it's going to be enough where it's not coming down to the last play of the game not firing the cannons you have the bucks scoring three touchdowns yeah i know but they're not going to be able to fire the cannons so who cares like (laughs) so i'm looking on at the vegas odds right now it looks like the chiefs are as of right now are minus 175 favorites to the buccaneers who are plus 150 so it's not too big of a long shot so basically, if you don't understand gambling odds, folks, you got to bet $175 to win $100 if the Chiefs win. Or if you're betting on the Bucks, you bet 150 you bet 100 bucks, you win 150 bucks. And I like those odds. Or to the minus 175, you bet 100, basically you win $57. So that's basically how it adds up. But I like the Bucks. I'm going to take Tampa Bay in a close game. I think it'll be a shootout. I like Tampa Bay 34-31. Interesting. You, Mike, what about you? Game. Well, I don't think it's any surprise here, but I do think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to come down to uh, field goals, and I'm going to say 
which oddly enough is the score of the game from when the Chiefs and the Bucks played back in November, and the Chiefs won. So we're just going to. I think that game was in Raymond James Stadium, we're wasn't it, Mike? That around, uh, yeah, that was a home game. We're going to flip that around, but I think defense will. Um, I think defense will play a big part in this game too, on Tampa's part. And Americans too is going to get his first Super Bowl championship. He went with the LA Rams a few years ago. Now he's going to win a ring with the Bucks. So we have Christian going Chiefs. Christian, I think we need to do like a wager. We need to do something. I I have a wedding I'm saving up for. I don't have to do something. I don't have any money to put on anything. (laughs) Jonathan's going to save his money for internet. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) 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 Hopefully another Disney World trip in the near future coming out and seeing you again, Mike. Maybe Christian, come on. I need to see my friend Lily. She's doing good. She's sleeping in the other room right now, so I'm trying not to be too loud. Mike, Mike is officially my mom's my, watching. Mike is officially my favorite guest because he's not afraid to talk trash on the internet connection that is making Jonathan sound like he's coming in on a radio. I'm, sorry, I'm from, on my parents' my office. I have a freaking <laughs> messed up hand and wrist. I'm on the injured list right now. You're lucky I'm even doing a show right now. Yeah, I get told. Yeah. Yep, Twenty of our listeners. Your your broken hand has nothing to do with the fact that you sound like you're on the on an island in the middle of the Pacific, running on on uh on running on a car generator, being what's powering your Wi Fi. What a good way to end the show. <laughs> oh man, Mike, thank you again so much for coming on the show, my dude. Oh, my pleasure, Michael John. Crandall, ladies and gentlemen. Mike, where can the people follow you on social media? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Show out, shout out oh, your handles. You can follow me at Mike and the Mouse pretty much anywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, OnlyFans. Just kidding about the OnlyFans. Oh, hey. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Oh, you want to see videos gosh. of my feet, please follow my OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be lucky if Christian edits this part out of the show. <laughs> um, thank you, Mike, for coming on the show again. It's been a pleasure right, having you. Guys, guys you please much. please give us a follow. We'll have the show up on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, anywhere where you get your podcasts. We'll have it up. Please give us a follow on Instagram at Trash Talk CJ Rush. We're also on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. Please like our Facebook page. I was Jonathan Rushing. That was Mike Crandall. That was Christian Hilton. Christian, say goodbye to the folks. Goodbye to the folks and a huge thanks to Mike. Um, and uh, you never know, maybe Trash Talk with CJ and Rush will get its own OnlyFans account at some point. God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> a big thank you to you, ladies and gentlemen, as always, for listening. As Jonathan said, go follow us. If you follow me on Twitter right now, I think that will bring me up to two. Two followers. I've actually lost followers over the course of this show. So if you follow me, you will be the second. Only only behind Jonathan, even my mom, has jumped off the ship. That being said, thank you for joining us. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week when we figure out who won that big game and if Jonathan or Christian won any type of money on it. We'll talk to you next week, everybody, when we're ready to do more trash talk.